Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. Hey there, teacher, and welcome. Welcome back, or welcome if it's your first time. I'm so glad you're here. I think this is going to be a very interesting and helpful episode where we talk about the connection between reading and writing. I think most of us probably do understand that reading and writing are connected. I mean, how could they not be, right? We write books, we read books. Um, But I think there's so much more that goes into it. And I will be honest, when I was a newer teacher, um, I did not see the connection um, of how talking about reading and writing in some ways together is going to help them or just how much they really should be taught together. I very much taught them isolated um, or in in a more isolated way. I may have had them at some point start to do some writing about their reading, but it was not something that I taught them how to do. It's just something I assigned for them to do. So to me, that's not really writing instruction. I guess it's somewhat of a connection. Um, But so I really just want to talk about all the ways that they not only are together or go together um, and can be taught together um, or how they inform each other, but um, how they are both just so important. So I wanted to start by sharing something that um, Dr. Steve Graham shared in his episode of To the Classroom with Jennifer Saravallo. Um, and they do speak about a meta-analysis on which he was a co-author from 2017. And they were talking about the effectiveness of literacy programs that balanced reading and writing. Um, you can, of course, look up this meta-analysis if you wish. There um, are hopefully some, at least some articles about it. Um, But it was a very interesting episode. I I think Steve Graham is a wealth of knowledge um, about reading and writing instruction. But he, in very basic terms, you know, he says they found that when you teach writing or have students write a lot, their reading comprehension and other skills improve. When you have students read and you teach reading, writing gets better. Um, So he does advocate for a balanced program of reading and writing so that you're not overemphasizing one over the other. You need to have both. Um, He goes on to say later that, you know, when they um, looked at their analysis and they saw that all reading outcomes collectively got better when they did have this balanced approach of reading and writing, but then even when they looked into the specifics of reading comprehension, word reading, um, and just more specific skills, it was still showing the same, that they were um, getting better, those skills, because of the balance, because you know these readers were also being taught in writing and had that emphasis on writing and writing instruction. Um, and you know it really also obviously goes the other way. The reading instruction is going to help the writing because they are so connected. So one of the ways that he talks about them saying being connected is that they are both making or meaning making processes. So 
meaning first of all, you could read something and then when you go to write about it, it really helps you to learn it, to think about it, to, you know, put all your thoughts together and really get to know it better. Um, and then in the same token, if you are reading something and you read it with this writer's eye where you think like, how did the writer help me to really visualize this? Or how did the writer make that sentence flow so well? Um, and then you think about that as a writer and it helps to improve your writing. We can also think about it in terms of like the spelling um, and word reading connection. You know, you have to understand the connection between sounds and letters. You have to do that in order to read a word to be able to decode it. But you also have to do that in order to write a word. And so you can imagine how much they would help each other when a student is learning letter sounds and letters or learning in the beginning to write uh, even CVC words and you're telling them the sounds and you're telling them the letters, but then you actually have them write them. And as they write them, you're, you know, making the sounds of the letter and then they see how they are written and how each one or even, you know, eventually letters together make a sound that they're both informing each other. Now they're understanding more about how to read it and then how to write it. Um, and I think that is something that we don't always think about doing all at the same time. Sometimes we think, well, they have to be able to read it in order to write it. And there's a lot of different viewpoints in that, but I just can't imagine that anyone would argue that they aren't helpful to do together. I would recommend that you listen to that episode, Steve Graham on To The Classroom. To The Classroom is an awesome podcast, of course, Jennifer Saravallo. Um, but that episode is very interesting and they go on to talk more about um, writing instruction and um, having background knowledge and writing and, and um, what kind of effects that has on someone's writing and just all sorts of things that they, they talk about. Um, so I definitely recommend that episode. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this connection a little bit more. And so I mentioned earlier about reading with a writer's eye or reading like a writer. And I think that's one thing that doesn't happen a lot, but is so beneficial for both reading and for writing. But if we look at it in terms of writing instruction, this is where the idea of a mentor text would come in because we are having students look at these books pieces, whatever they might be, um, because it could be anything, um, and trying to find out what the writers did. What are the things that they do in these different types of writing that we could then do in our writing pieces? And then when we're writing, we should always be thinking, what are we doing for our reader? So we have to know who the reader might be, what kind of audience we have, but then also, you know, Am I giving the reader all the information I want? You know, when I go back and reread, did I miss anything? As I go back and do this as a reader, um, you know, that's when I'm thinking, what did I miss or what did I not share? Or how can I make this more interesting? Or how can I make this easier to read? And so they are so connected, but I don't think we always talk about that. I know I certainly didn't as a new teacher or newer teacher even when I was doing a read aloud or when I was teaching writing. But this is also because a lot of my teaching writing wasn't really teaching writing. It was just doing writing together or assigning some writing and it wasn't really teaching writing. So that's a whole nother point. Um, but I think that's what was happening or not happening in my instruction towards the beginning. 
And so one, you know, easy connection that kind of can get you starting to do this or thinking about this is if you have books that are your read-alouds for reading, they can then be turned into a mentor text for writing. And you might even therefore start to consider some of those things that you bring to your reader's attention during reading time. And I have quotation marks going on my fingers in case you couldn't tell. Um, But during reading time, you might even start to mention some of those things. But then you take that book that they just read and use it as a mentor text in writing because you're showing them the things that the writer is doing, that the author is doing in that book. And it doesn't just have to be about craft. It can also be, and read aloud should be, also about like the, the grammar and the conventions that you see in that book as well. So that's one way to kind of start getting it a little bit more connected, take those read-alouds and turn them over into writing time. And when you think about what uh, Dr. Graham was saying about this balanced reading and writing and how we really want to have just as much writing instruction and writing time as reading, it doesn't have to be thought of as, you know, half of my literacy block is the reading time and half of my literacy block is going to be writing time. And although I do want everyone to start trying to have that longer block of writing instruction because it is important that they have um, daily time to write and they have have a good chunk of time to be able to build that stamina and spend time writing. Okay. So aside from that, you know, I do want that. I do advocate for that. But you also then know that you're going to have, it's it's good to have writing about reading. It's just that we want to be able to help our students understand why we're doing it. One is to process our thinking. Two is because that is a, a type of writing we can do. And then also helping them learn how to do that. So it's not just always assigning. Um, but having the writing about reading. So that is time writing. That counts right? That counts towards it. Um, And we also know, and Dr. Graham talks about in the episode, more about writing not just always being, even when you think about writing time, it doesn't always have to be those longer pieces um, that they're going through are always going through the entire writing process for a specific um, piece of writing that you want them to work on because we know that there are all different sorts of writing that students can be doing. Some are shorter, some are longer. Um, Some don't take as much planning ahead of time and some do. And so um, that is a way to kind of just think about it's not always this one thing or the other, but it's trying to um, integrate them and trying to have them work together and help each other. So you don't just have to think about it as this like, you know, 50-50 and separate um, kind kind of instruction or time in your ELA block. I think it's also very important to remember that reading and writing are informing each other or informing the student, um, both of them helping the other subjects, if we think about reading and writing as separate subjects, they are helping each other in ways that we don't even know about. There are things that are happening behind the scenes, things that we can't see our readers and writers do because it's things that they're thinking about, the processes in their head, which is what we want. We want them to do that, but we don't always know what those are. They're not always going to show up in a tangible way or they're not going to show up in that way um, right away. It might take a while. There are things going on that we don't know about that are helping each other. And sometimes we need to just kind of remember that it's not going to always show up as fast as we want. So let me just kind of share where I'm I'm, uh, getting this from. Um, And I'm going to start with a quote um, from Dr. Elizabeth Soulsby. So 
Dr. Salisbury is a professor and researcher, and her work is primarily on emergent literacy and language development. So she does talk about um, reading and writing. And she has a lot of interesting work. Um, she's an author as well, so look her up for sure. But she, um, at one point she was speaking about, I, I saw um, something she was speaking about early writing instruction and, their, and writing development and how students, when they are first writing, they are drawing and typically they are starting with blobs or scribbles. But if they are starting to even write something, and in particular, she was talking about they were had a stick figure for people and a block-like kind of house, but they have this whole story that goes along with it very complicated. It could be an event that happened at their house. They talk about the people that were there. And sometimes it could be real and sometimes it might be make-believe, but she speaks about how they are really taking in things that they know or have heard from books, TV, um, and just all these things about what it means to write a story. And they're going to put that into what they do as writers. And it was just so interesting to me because I'm thinking then about how all of the read alouds that you're doing in the classroom and the things that you're all talking about and them acting out stories and just all these different things about reading that are then, especially when you let them know that reading this book is because someone wrote it and you talk about the connection between reading and writing, that that goes into play with what they are doing as writers. And I just found it so interesting because one of the other things I've talked about recently is how writing is not just about transcription, right? It's not just about getting our writers to write the letters and the words on the page. It's all the things they need to know about writing. So thinking about that in terms of a higher grade level, but even at the emergent writing level, when students are going to write a particular type of writing. So if you think about it as genre-based or um, poem versus something else, they need to have this idea of, actually Dr. Graham talks about them as schemas, but the idea of what is, what makes up that type of writing. So there would be the purpose of it, the organization, um, who the writing is for, all the things that make that writing strong. And so when you think about that in terms of like persuasive versus informational, um, there are so many things that we need to know in order to write that well. And that comes from reading. So they are going to read a book and we talk about reading in the different genres and then they know how those texts are composed. What are the features of that text? Um, what is the structure of the text? And so knowing all that then is obviously also going to be informing their writing, whether you talk about it or not, but especially if you talk about how much they are related and really, um, you know, speak about them at the same time or just use words like readers and writers at the same time when you're reading a book and then when you are writing or having the students write. And whether you always talk to the students about it or not, all of these things that are happening during your instruction time, and then even, of course, you think about art and about science and social studies and how all of the things that they are learning and seeing and doing are going to help inform each other. They're improving their reading, their writing because of all of these things. 
And so again, we don't always see all of that or know which parts our writers or even just students in general, because I'm thinking about readers and writers, what they're picking up and when. Because we know that just because we've taught something doesn't mean that the student is picking it up, even if we've taught it well, because there are so many things going on in their minds that they can't grab a hold of all of it at the same time. Some of the things are going to be picked up at right away, and some of them are going to be picked up a little bit longer, and some of them, you know, the things that happen in writing are going to get stronger because of finally something that happened in reading um, is going to make it click for them. And I think this is also really important for the lower grade levels, this kindergarten especially, and first grade, where they really are still emergent writers. And I really feel it's important to talk about this because I think, uh, I, well, I know that there are teachers who are really struggling at the lower levels with writing and teaching writing. And one of the reasons is because, um, well, I'm going to say there's two reasons, I think. And so I really think this will be helpful for teachers listening um, in kindergarten and first grade because I've been working with so many of them recently and this comes up over and over and over again. So one of them is something I've already talked about, which is, and even in this episode, where writing is more than transcription. And so when you are teaching writing during writing time, okay, so that's what I'm kind of talking about. If you want to think about writing as what it is, it is composing as well as writing the letters and the words on the page, which is what I say when I say transcription, that's what I mean. There are two, those two aspects, if you want to just break it down to those two things, both of them have to happen in order to help your writers to be success, successful, right? So if you think about it in terms of reading, Yes, it might have to start with the decoding, but we also know that in order for them to grow as readers, they have to understand all the thoughts and ideas and strategies about comprehension and vocabulary and all of that. And even if they're not doing that yet independently, if they're emergent readers, they can be doing that through read-alouds and um, working with, with the whole group and with the teachers um, still learning all those things, right? So we know that they are informing their reading progression, even if they are working on the decoding, but I digress. So I was just trying to see if I could kind of relate it in some way. But what I find is that when it comes to when I come in and I'm helping students or helping teachers to implement authentic writing instruction, one problem or, or difficulty, um, obstacle that we kind of face is teachers worrying so much about the transcription part. And not only that, but I guess also wanting students to be somewhere further than they are. So it also has a lot to do with understanding writing development and how they have to go from this place to this place to this place before they can get to writing words or writing sentences. So that's one thing that that happens, but that's a whole writing development conversation that I don't want to get into. But I think sometimes I just wonder, you know, why are we so worried about not seeing, you're not, you know, not feeling like we're teaching um, spelling or we're not teaching, we're not, you know, talking to the students about, um, you know, correcting their spelling or something like that in writing. When to me in the lower grades, that is all happening in reading time, in reading instruction and in phonics instruction. Now, I know you're maybe thinking, and I'm also thinking right now, well, I just said that they go together. Well, they do, and they can. You can then do some 
that's, but I guess that's what I'm trying to say that when you are teaching phonics, that's when they can also be practicing the writing, you know, the spelling, um, and starting to see sentence structure, you know, sentences in interactive writing, but they're not, they're not all ready for that yet. And then in the writing time, I want them to write transcription wise, however they can. And for them, some of them, it might be pictures at this time, but I also want to be teaching them the ideas, the schema, the composing part of writing. But what I also always want these kindergarten teachers to remember is that, again, there are so many things happening behind the scenes that we don't know or see or even understand how much they're connected. And so all the things that they're doing in reading time and in phonics time is coming over to writing time, but it's just going to take a little bit. They aren't separate. You know, reading and writing are not separate. They do go together. And so one is informing the other. And especially in kindergarten and first grade, you will start to see at some point this jump for students. Or when you look at their beginning of writing, beginning of the school writing, and then, you know, November, December, January, February, you're going to see the progression and you're going to see how much is coming together. And when we don't, worry about all the parts of writing and we only worried about the transcription part, there is so much that can be missed. And I want to share two anecdotes that relate to this. One, it relates more to the writing development, but I had a new, brand new kindergarten teacher this year who just started working with me in the beginning of the year. She actually even missed some of my first training sessions that I had started last, the end of last year because she's a brand new teacher. And she, her, her class is just growing by leaps and bounds and writing time is just so fun and they just love it and they're engaged and they're writing completely independently, authentically. It's wonderful. And she though, you know, as any teacher and especially any new teacher was really worrying about how, what her students should be doing. So, you know, my last episode was all about stop worrying about the should, but what should kindergarten writers be doing right now? But when I just went to see her last week, she was talking about her one little student and how much progress she has made. And so she did have some kindergartners coming in who were writing some words and at this point are writing sentences. But she also had some were, who were only drawing pictures or not even. And she mentioned this one student who was had started with scribbles and now she has letter strings. And let me just say that when you look at a developmental stage of writing, we have the scribble stage a symbolic stage, which has some scribbles and maybe some more kind of symbols that they have seen. Then you have directional scribble. So it's actually starting to go from left to right. Then you might have symbolic or mock letters. Then you're going to have strings of letters. So for her to go from complete scribble up to there, that's one, two, three, four, five levels that that student has um, gone through. And so they're making progress, right? And still there are things happening during reading time and read alouds, during phonics instruction, during writing instruction, during independent writing. There are things happening where this student is seeing sentences over and over and over again. And so they're going to start to separate these letter strings into groups of letters. And then they're going to start to put some beginning sounds. And 
it's going to get better and better. And not just because of writing instruction, but because of all of the things that are happening during their school day, but especially during their, you know, within their um, language arts block. And then the other anecdote I want to share, um, which I just thought was, I may have talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it again. It to me was just completely confirming the idea that we cannot ignore the composition part of writing and the idea of what is included in a genre and and just really thinking about the meaning of writing for students and you know the meaning meaning what does it mean to them and what can it do but the purpose like what are we trying to do with these pieces of writing that we're doing because part of writing development is also for students to understand that what they're putting on the paper actually matches what they want to say right so there was a student who was um you know, probably considered below level when she came into kindergarten. Um, she was definitely starting with pictures, probably didn't even have much scribble at the, at the beginning of kindergarten. And when she did start to do some, um, well, when she was in writing time and she was doing her pictures, her teacher would say that her pictures weren't even always um, going together. So if she had put together a book, she might be talking about more than um, one story within one book or you know drawing about more than one thing within one book and it didn't really go together she just wasn't really quite getting the concept of it and she certainly wasn't putting much transcription on the page now i i can't tell you exactly how things progressed for her but i do know that when they got to, I want to say their third unit of writing, it was their how-to unit. So it was informational unit, but they were specifically teaching how-to. And prior to this unit, she still was not able to focus on her topic when writing her book. Her pictures were starting to get a little bit better. I wish I could show you a picture. It is definitely um, most likely somewhere in my Instagram, I do believe. However, all of a sudden this student, had a how-to book with steps, with pictures that changed and showed the step. They were very um, representational pictures. You could see the people, you could see the bowl. She was talking about making mac and cheese. They had, she had the pot, she had a bowl, she had the people. Um, and not only that, and did she have it written in steps? It all went together but she had writing on her page that was not quite invented spelling but it was groups of letters showing words so that's actually um right after letter strings um although she might have also been somewhat labeling her pictures but she had this and she had um punctuation so she was starting to understand that she could have sentences on this page and she knew what they should look like. She just didn't know how to spell them yet. She might not even add many beginning sounds, but what did she also know? She also knew that she was writing about one thing. She was writing and, and teaching someone how to make macaroni and cheese. And she understood that her pictures had to show that. And she understood that her pictures had to go in order. And she had one, two, three, four on her page because those were her steps. It all was starting to click with her. And you could think of a million reasons why, and there might be. But it it really just goes to show how important it is to involve all the parts of writing and how I know the things that also were happening in reading and the things that she is singing are helping to inform her writing and her development of writing. 
So this episode is already longer than I thought it would be, but I had mentioned in the beginning that I wanted to talk a little bit about how um, I do believe that almost all of your reading and writing instruction can be taught together. And it's going to look different for different grade levels, but I think I've already started to um, to share examples of that in some way when I when I spoke about how you can um, have them write letters as they're teaching letter sounds, how you can write about reading, how you can use mentor text from reading in order to teach writing. Um, but I really do think that it is also possible and such a time saver for you to actually teach lessons that are for both reading and writing at the same time. Now, although I probably have considered this and thought about it in some way, where this is really coming from is a book called The Literacy Studio by Ellen Oliver Keene. It is a newer book. And what, what she talks about is just that. Now, she has not quite many lessons, something a little bit different than that. I'm not going to go into her whole process and, and, and everything. You can get the book. It is amazing. Um, I would love to experiment with it more someday. But what she talks about is how there are these different ideas that reading and writing have or that, well, there are different ideas about reading and writing that can go together and be taught together. And she also really is big into having students having choice between when they're going to read and when they're going to write and having this like studio time where students can do either. And they're practicing these concepts as concepts that they're learning and, and applying them to their reading and their writing. And so, for example, this first one is pretty simple. Um, it says, readers create sensory images during and after reading. These images may include visual, auditory, and other sensory, as well as emotional connections to the text. For writers, the, the writer skill for that would be writers consciously attempt to create strong images in their compositions using strategically placed details. They include just enough detail to spark images in their readers. So the readers do this, the writers do this. Another one that's a little bit more... Um, little bit more involved, I would say, is that readers make predictions about text, confirm their predictions, and test their developing meanings as they read or in read one. Writers carefully consider their audience in making decisions about what to describe explicitly and what to leave to the reader's interpretation. So just a couple of examples of how that can go. And so if you are to teach a lesson where you are showing this is what the reader does, this is what the writer does, or even vice versa. And then students, you know, look to see how they are doing this in their reading and then how they can also do it in their writing. So again, The Literacy Studio, it's an excellent book. I think we've talked enough for one episode. Thank you so much, especially if you're still here listening. I hope it's been so valuable to you and I can't wait for us to talk next time. Have a great day. Mm -hmm. 
Hey again, I am so happy to have had you listen in again today. I would like to ask a little favor. If you're enjoying the podcast, could you take a moment to go wherever it is that you listen and write a review and tell others what you find um, so great about these episodes? I would love to be able to share it with more teachers to help them in their writing instruction, just as hopefully I've been helping you. Thank you so much.